We don't have anything to crack. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Exordia Creative Podcast. We do not have any bubbly to crack because I'm not about to splurge on a bubbly budget and get another bubbly from the fridge. So this is the bubbly that that we're going to rock with. (laughs) So cheers. Do a fake open. Ready? You You do the sound effects. Right. ASMR. Beautiful. Beautiful. Guys, we have props. This is a prop episode. We got hoodies. How long have we been milking the hoodie content? <laughs> <laughs> Way too long. We finally got them. Um, we only have 14, by the way, so that's exciting as well. <laughs> yeah. Bit of a supply chain issue. Um, this color went out of stock from our supplier and... They had a heck of a time uh, restocking it. Yeah. Long story short, they're back. We got 14, you said? Yeah. Well, yeah. some have already been... Uh, the or- The total order was for 14. Um, yeah. They're being distributed now. So a little sample run. We're figuring out the sizing. Sizing, um, pretty consistent. Mm-hmm. So once we get all these out in the next couple of days, we're going to start uh, double checking with everybody who told us they wanted one. Make sure we're still on the same page. It's been yep. like a month, so... Yep. So yeah. they're, they're still in the works, guys. So thank you for everybody that's ordered one. And if you haven't ordered one yet and you want one. We've got good feedback, though. Everybody I've given one to is pretty happy with it. Yeah, for sure. Me too. Yeah, except my mom. Well, gave, that's just a size thing. Gave her too big of a size. She wasn't too pleased. Yeah, we'll, we'll get that right. Yeah. We're figuring it out. Yeah. So cool. Yeah. So this is one of them. Woo. <laughs> Yay. All right. So in other news, guys, Trump has COVID. Yeah, what do you th- what do you think about this? When was the announcement made? I don't know. Was it Friday couple day, or couple something? days after the debate, if you want to call it a debate. Right. Yeah, we talked about that last week. Yeah. Huh, I think yeah, just before the weekend or something like mm-hmm. that. What do you mm-hmm. think? What do you make of this? Pretty crazy. Yeah, I mean, he's put out a couple videos talking about it and how much he's learned and that he got a real world education on COVID, which is which is an interesting way to phrase it. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I believe of everything that's going on, whether he's still in the hospital, if he needed oxygen, I don't know what's going on, but, um, crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I heard he's on like, um, they're calling it like a cocktail of, it's like a steroid. Yeah. The steroids too, a combination of things. Apparently it's something that not a lot of people are getting. Hydroxychloroquine? Uh, maybe possibly part of it. So he's on this combination of things. Not a lot of people, um, have been given this exact combination mm-hmm. and i heard on the news the other day um this question of like is it is he getting like a vip syndrome that you know maybe his people are asking for certain medication or certain procedure that you wouldn't just give for the general public yeah um considering the fact that he has to have like uh peak energy right now yeah he's got to be campaigning he's still going around um to see his supporters and whatnot so it makes me wonder, like, are people from the Trump camp kind of pushing what he should be taking? Maybe. Maybe. You know, are, are they taking, like, the medical professional opinion verbatim, or are they kind of pushing more, like, experimental stuff? To Yeah. Based off of what you said, it sounds a little experimental. I, I don't know. Yeah. Just, I, I just know that, like, this maybe it's, it's for money or lack of resources or something, but he's not getting the standard treatment. No. No, and I don't think any political figure would. Yeah. It's just the way it works. Yeah, so I I just wonder how they balance out, like, 
taking what's tested and what's safe and and obviously like we don't even have a vaccine right Mm -hmm. you know treatment's so new we don't really know what we're doing with it yeah could this could this year have gone any crazier like yes it could have obviously and still can there's still a few months left 2020 um but it's just been a whirlwind i was saying a couple of podcasts ago like of course this is an election year 2020 had to be an election year yeah what else possibly ask for it's crazy feels like we're in a dream like there were some really significant events that happened in like january like um the australian bushfires yeah that feels like an eternity ago yeah it doesn't even feel like it was this year right like that 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 fire um fell out of the news cycle like instantly yeah you know and it just seems like there's been a million noteworthy like super controversial events since then yeah right like kobe bryant yeah he died a lot of people died a lot of notable people died a lot of other people died that's really it's noteworthy. Bad. Yeah, it's bad. Like we had Ruth Bader Ginsburg a month ago. Yeah. That's already like well out of the news cycle. Yeah, we've Forget got a pandemic. That. We've got a pandemic. It's wild. Every single day, that's a talking point. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> it's crazy. Sorry, I laugh in uncomfortable situations. No. That's what I do. Um, I mean, just cause like who, who could have expected? Obviously, this year's been full of tragedy, but like... I just it's it's just so shocking in one calendar year, one twelve month period, how much has happened. Yeah, and we've got three months left. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if the next debate's going to happen either. That'll be that'll be interesting to see if that goes through. For what reason? Well, because of Trump's condition right now. I mean, he's still going out. Yeah, but he's in an armored vehicle though. Like he's not out on the town. Like, he's only driving by people. Yeah, I guess. I mean, he's still making public appearances, though. Yeah. Weird. Yeah, it's kind of interesting that, like, you you pretty much... I don't know um, who's in the vehicle with him. At least one other person he's probably exposing it to. Yeah. Just kind of messed up. Maybe they all have to have it in order to ride together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like chicken pox. <laughs> Something like that. Oh, man. All right, let's right, let's jump out of this. We're in a weird, we're in a weird uh, situation right now. Who do you think so, is going to win the election? Holy, just, just we're just getting into it right now. Yeah. Um, here's the thing. Probably Trump. The incumbent always has the upper hand. They have the leverage, so to speak, in an upcoming election. The incumbent always has that. I would disagree. It's statistically true okay. that the incumbent has the upper hand. But, and Biden's doing a lot of interesting stuff right now, too, because of Trump having... Um, COVID. Yeah. He he pulled all his negative campaign ads and all that. Um, said prayers to the Trump family, this, that, and the other thing. I really don't know, man. I really don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Neither do I. That's interesting that you say that over the course of history, uh, the person who holds office is more likely to keep it. Mm-hmm. I think that's probably true. But w- what I mean is, if you have four years of living in the public sphere, that's... That's a lot of uh, like cannon fodder for Biden, you know, yeah. because you can criticize you how he's through. done in office. Yeah, pick through what was good, what was bad. Right. The amount of scandal mm-hmm. between 2016 and now yep. is endless. Yeah. But it's so hard to fight somebody as like aggressive as as Trump mm-hmm. because 
if you take like the humane moral thing to do which is you know to wish him the best because he does have a serious illness now you know trump's not going to not going to uh let off the gas no i don't think he would do the same as what what biden did like removing the ads and all that i think he would just add on to the fire yeah maybe so just based off of his his past and what he's done in the in the past yeah so I really don't know who's going to win, man. Neither do I. And I'm not going to put any money on it because I really don't know. It could really go either way. Most of the polls I've seen show that Biden has a small lead. Mm-hmm. Um, but we've learned in 2016 that the polls don't mean right, anything. Right, exactly. You know? How accurate they are, how things can change, where that data is coming from. Yeah. And I mean, even if Biden wins, Trump has said like he's he's going to declare fraud because of the mailer vote in and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. So it could be, a even if Biden wins, it could be half a year until Biden's actually in power because of the fight Trump's probably going to put up. Mm-hmm. So see how it unfolds. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't know um, how much effect those like challenging the process really has because, you know, we all know uh, how many people wanted to impeach Trump. Mm-hmm. Look how that went. Right. Yeah. That was like a two year conversation. That lasted so long. Absolutely nothing happened. No. So I think if Biden does manage to get office, I, I'm not sure how much Trump's going to be able to do, even if he does put up a What would Trump do post-office? Post-office? Yeah, like after he's done being the president. Um, ideally <laughs> retire. They're both very old. Yeah, but I don't think he would. Trump is what, low 70s? 73, 72. Okay, so let's assume he's 76, 77. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's going to It's going to depend, like... What are the long-term ramifications of COVID? Yeah. But I meant, what, what do you think Trump would do if he didn't win this time and he just goes back as a civilian? I wonder what he's going to do with him being the president. Like, is, is Fox News or somebody going to make him, like, an anchor and he can, like... No, absolutely not. Probably continue to run businesses. <laughs> Who knows? Probably. But he was always featured on Fox and stuff when they would talk business and stuff. He would always be, like, a... Uh, as a guest, though. Yeah, as a guest. That's what I meant. I think he's he probably considers himself far above being a... Yeah. Like, what's he going to do? Is he going to do the typical um, ex-politician and do speaking? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. If you look four years into the future, like 76, 77, I I wonder the difference between a 77-year-old who doesn't have COVID and a 77-year-old who had and beat COVID. Mm -hmm. Like, what are the long-term effects that last? Yeah, we don't know. You know, like, is your respiratory system like 20% damaged forever? Yeah. It'll be interesting to see. For sure. But if he's on, like, you know, the right cocktail as they say of steroids and whatever else maybe you'll be ready to do something at maybe 77 maybe crazy well i'm excited to see the world unfold for the next few months yeah. um, when is the date that uh the winner is announced november 3rd third wow so, we're what, so less than a month yeah today is monday just under <laughs> october 5th <laughs> strap in yeah yeah. Okay. That's crazy. You wanted to go to the next topic. I just had to ask you. Yeah. No worries. No worries. This is a little bit of local stuff. We don't have to actually, you know what? We don't have to talk about it. I went to Scooter Fest this weekend with my nephew. It was fun. We found 10 bucks. Uh, I asked him what he wants to do with it. We went and got my niece a gift for her birthday. It was really cute. He ended up copping a few toys for himself. He's a four year old. What do you expect? Um, so that was fun. Uh, what did you do this weekend, Jared? Okay. I got to ask you about the Scooter Fest. You were hyping it up. I was hyping it up. I thought it was going to be big. So I haven't driven by the skate park in a while. 
but mm-hmm. you told me you've seen people do backflips. Yeah, dude, people that's are insane. Ripping like backflips. that's really cool. It's not hard to do a backflip on a scooter. You Speaking give me for yourself. You man. give me a week, I can figure it out. Speak for yourself. <laughs> you give me a week, I can figure that out. It's a um, lot though. But anyway, there was kids doing backflips. I saw scooter scooter fest signs all over town. I was like, sweet. I'm gonna take my nephew. I yeah. just bought him a skateboard for his birthday. This is gonna be awesome. Great bonding time. He has a scooter too. He does have a scooter too. Okay. Um, but I try to push Gotta him to the options. skateboard. Yeah. Because anyway, so I went to scooter fest. There was like four year olds there, just riding up and down ramps. Some amateur person commentating. Oh, whoa. You know. <laughs> so how old were the were the people? Was it kids riding, or was there like? Pros? It ranged. It ranged. Apparently, there was supposed to be pros there. Dom wanted to stay there for 10 minutes, and then he's like, all right. He's over it. It's dip. Yeah. So When we were kids, you really didn't want to be caught riding a scooter. No. Now, they're, they're probably bigger than skateboarding. Yeah. Yeah. Why do you think that is? Easier, What's shifted? Easier to ride, probably arguably a little safer. Yeah. You have more control of a scooter, right? You've got a handle that you can hold on to. Um still crazy some of the tricks like for example i'm not downplaying a backflip on a scooter yeah. like that's nuts um like, like the limit's endless to the craziest stuff you can do yeah but i think that's true like it takes less patience probably to get a decent handle on it does because the skateboard you've just got your feet and balance you know so like the amount of hours spent on a skateboard before you can ollie before you can like make the skateboard jump if you don't know what ollie means that's wild so I could see it'd be more appealing for younger people to just go on a scooter where it's like very easy to yeah. get off the ground. I wonder how many hours I put into skateboarding over my life. I want to say I'm touching the 10,000 mark. 100%. Because every summer I would be out skateboarding. Yeah. Every day of the summer when I was a kid. Every day. Like it takes hundreds of hours to learn a trick. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So. And I still rip it every once in a while. It's fun. Do you really? Yeah, I'll go to the skate park. I right know you now. you had like a an ankle injury a couple of years ago from skateboarding. It was in grade ten that I got it, and that's then that's the thing about it, that's least. when I really stopped, really taking it serious. But I can still go up and down the ramps, do all the flat ground tricks. I might do a trick up a ramp, but like nothing crazy. Yeah, I'm not kick flipping eight stairs anymore. <laughs> like not many pros are 24. No. no, I mean there are people old who do rip. Yeah, Tony like, Hawk. All the best people, it seems like they're like, what, 16, 17, 18? Well, arguably the best skater right now, depending on who's your favorite, it's kind of subjective, but based off of trophies is Nigel Houston. Okay. And I think he's a year older, a couple years older than us, and he's just raking in the, the trophies like, and sponsorships. It's nuts. But he's also had a long enough career to be able to get the trophies. Dude, he went pro when he was like eight. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are most of the up-and-coming guys? Couldn't tell you. I'm from the Nyjah Houston era of skateboarding, so like the Paul Rodriguez, even though he he was a little bit before Nyjah. Or but. what I mean to say is like, when do you usually go pro? Obviously, eight's an exception. Teens. You're yeah. in your teens. Late that's teens. Young. Late teens. That's young. Yeah, that's young. Mm-hmm. It's hard, man. Yeah, it is. It is. But I, think, I love the sport. I think skateboarding is really cool. Yeah. I think it's interesting how like different sports, depending on what you need from your body, there's like different peak ages. Definitely. And some of them are quite old yeah i wish i had like some of the numbers offhand but like some sports they say your ideal performance is in like even your mid 30s late 30s Mm -hmm. whereas some sports it's like when you're 17 18 yeah like how many really young tennis players are there i'm saying really young like sub 20 not many at all no yeah or you look at like hockey for example is a little bit older hockey's a little older yep golf golf very true yeah. Yeah, that's something for all ages. Well, up until like 
once you hit 40. <laughs> there's no there's really no chance. No. No. Hmm. Darts. That is interesting. Billiards. If you had to pick your favorite sport when you were growing up, I know you didn't play a whole lot of sports. I played a lot of sports actually. Oh, you did. Yeah. Okay. What was I didn't your like many of them. What was your favorite? My favorite to play. Yeah. Um, my favorite team sport was probably hockey, and I just can't picture you on the ice. No, I can't. I stopped when I was young. Okay. Yeah, I was more like individual sports. I liked swimming a lot. Swimming. Swimming was my big thing. Swimming's good. Yeah. Pool sharks. You were on the pool sharks. Yeah, briefly. <laughs> I was. Uh, I got a bronze medallion or something like that. Do you still have it? It was cool. Somewhere it's in a box somewhere. Cool. Should start wearing it. Should. <laughs> He's gonna wear it on the next podcast. Everybody. Went pro. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah. What about you? Uh, so my parents forced me to play soccer, and I did like it for a long for a good period of time. They wanted okay. me to do team sports because I was only doing skateboarding. I did soccer too. Yeah. And they didn't treat it like a team. Like they didn't treat it like a sport. They were just treated it like Quentin's doing this activity. And I think back then it wasn't necessarily viewed as like a sport. It's definitely gotten more recognition. No, there's like a, a certain taboo about it, you know. Definitely. It's definitely. getting better now. Yeah. But, but yeah, I, I see I, what you mean. And I know the taboo that they're talking about. Like when my parents, I remember it was so embarrassing. We'd go to like the Blenheim Skate Park and we'd go skateboard when I was younger. And my mom would come with us, obviously, because we can't drive. We're like 10, 12 years old. Uh-huh. And... uh We'd be skateboarding and some other kid, when I say kid, like a teenager, would swear or something. My mom would be like, hey, watch your language. Yeah. You know. That's awkward. Yeah. Or they like be smoking cigarettes or whatever. Not a good look. At a young age. Not a good look. And I kind of understand, but skateboarding was a really good sport to be a part of when when you're young and you learn a lot when you skateboard. Yeah, but but like I said about like how many hours it takes to do something, like that's good for your character. Like if it doesn't come easy. Yeah. And it's, it's just a shame that, like, there was no, like, formal, you know, summer camp that you could do for skateboarding no. at that time. At least not locally. I used to, We didn't er, even have a skate park, right? In Blenheim we did. Erio got one pretty early, too. Now, Erio's skate park is a little questionable, but... Th- there was one there, though. There was one camp, and it's it was... I think it's owned by Element, and it's in Muskoka. Okay. I forget what it's called. Woodward or something. Yeah. And I used to watch the YouTube videos during early YouTube yeah. and they'd put up the videos and I'd always wanted to go to that camp. But I remember it was like a thousand bucks, which is just out mm-hmm. of this world. Anyway, there were camps and not locally yeah. though. And I don't think there are now either because skateboarding still isn't where it was at one point. I remember, um, I would always, I went on a lot of trips to Florida when I was younger and I'd always have to bring my skateboard mm-hmm. and I'd be just blown away by the parks that were there. You know, like, even the outdoor ones were better than, like, anything indoor you could find around here. Yeah. And the indoor ones were just insane. Yeah. Like, the size of them, the amount of people using them. Oh, yeah. It was a different world. Yeah. And then coming back to Chatham, at one point, didn't even have a skate park yet. Yeah. Just, I, I guess, because it's warmer, you know, maybe the sport takes off faster there. Definitely. Well, Obviously, yeah, that's, small. that's the other thing as well. I remember when I was a kid, I was seriously contemplating, I'm like... How much more seriously do I want to take this? Do I want to actually go pro? Like, I remember thinking about Mm -hmm. this because I was really good. And then, um, and you just start to look and very few Canadians make it pro because they don't have the all four seasons to to practice. And yes, I get that there's indoor facilities and stuff, but around here, there just wasn't that much. So the um, portion of people that go pro in Canada versus the US, like the US is- Oh, it's enormous. It's enormous. Yeah, I talk about- Also larger population. Yeah. How I was like mind blown 
going to Florida and seeing all the parks. Yeah. But then again, in that same place, how many hockey rinks were there? Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. So if you wanted to play hockey, you're at a significant disadvantage. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, we just kind of went on a little tangent there after Scooter Fest. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's important, though, to play sports. When it you're is. Young. Like, even it though is. I didn't like just about any of the sports I was in, um, I'm so glad that my parents gave me the nudge to yeah. try this and that. A lot of summer camps, musical instruments, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Even if you learn that you don't like it and it's not for you, it's still character building. It's still a new skill. Do you think in the future, if you have kids, do you think you, do you want them to play sports? Everything, yeah. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to let them try as much as humanly possible. Mm-hmm. Make them give it a fair shake. And then if they don't like it, then yeah. at least they got to try. Yeah. What about you? Oh, yeah. 100%. Yeah. 100%. My parents told me that they asked me if I wanted to play hockey when I was really young. And I just said no. <laughs> so how old they said I was like four or five I'm not making any logical decisions <laughs> you might as well ask me if I wanted to go clean my room at that point yeah no, no. Kidding. like what <laughs> <laughs> ask me when I'm eight nine <laughs> I don't know what I want don't put I want me. you to make a critical decision put me in Timbits bro yeah no I think one team one solo sport get a little mix of each oh yeah at least one musical instrument and some different like summer camps or yeah, summer activities and stuff. Did yeah. you go to any camps? Kennesaree camp. Oh, really? I heard about that one. I never went. I went to a similar one called Huron Church Camp. Okay. Is Kennesaree Catholic? Yeah. Or anything? Okay. Yeah, it was religious. Yeah. You had the like <laughs> the mass every uh, every weekend there and all that. Yeah. Those are fun times. It was fun. I remember we had to sleep under the stars. Like outside. Outside on a tarp. <laughs> in the woods <laughs> one night of the week like you had to yeah everybody had to sleep outside oh i didn't i i had cabins luckily oh there was cabins but like one night a week we had to take our our shit outside yeah. and go sleep that's kind of funny <laughs> yeah i went with evan our buddy evan oh, okay we had a good time there yeah he's apparently coming back to town this week oh yeah so cool yeah but hey, pretty good. you know what it would be so cool if my kids did like skateboarding because that is that's my new goal for skateboarding is to be able to kickflip when I'm 50. So if I can still keep up with them a little bit when I when I'm older, that That'd would be, be cool. so cool. It'd be so fun. Yeah. So I remember the one time my dad brought me to to the Blenheim skate park and he fell on his ass going down the ramp. It was hilarious. <laughs> so yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, Amazon drone Vroom. approved. Did you hear about that? I didn't hear about it. You just told me yeah. Amazon gets approved for drone delivery. Yeah. So I know um, some of the other companies have been doing this for a while. Like Google has some subsidiary that does uh, drone delivery that they've been working on. But the biggest player in the game, Amazon, got uh, FFA approval, I think it's called, or FAA, Federal Mm -hmm. Aviation Administration, um, which basically means they're allowed to move to the next stage of their trials for drone delivery. Cool. So... For our viewers um, who couldn't even imagine a world like this, imagine where you order something online. Um, I think right now they're approved for anything under five pounds, which isn't significant if you're going to try to order groceries or something. But imagine you order... still insane. (laughs) You order a pack of pens and it just comes via drone? Like, that's wild. Yeah. So you order at 2 p.m. and it's there by 5 p.m. You know, Amazon already has these fulfillment centers everywhere, these warehouses everywhere. They've got the network. Mm-hmm. 
So now it's just accelerating that step. And if you have Amazon Prime, the delivery time is already so fast. Yeah. You know, it's next day on just about everything. Yeah. Same day even. So to be able to get couple hour delivery. It's crazy. Like that just changes the game for it. I, I just want to see uh, the weight limit increased mm-hmm. for groceries. Because mm-hmm. that's the biggest. And larger thing. items even. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. But I, I don't know. I just think groceries, like time is really of the essence with them. Yeah. And the weight's a factor. So that's kind of one one thing that I think would really make a huge difference. Cool. Mm-hmm. Grocery cool. delivery. Yeah. Wish I had Amazon stock. Walmart is going to. Um, yeah, it's expensive. Very I think it's one of the most expensive stocks. It is. I think Lint, Lint Chocolate, it trades on uh, a Swiss stock exchange, is the most expensive stock, if I remember correctly. What's going on there? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it just means they have like less circulating supply. They're they not sell incredibly... chocolate once a year. Right. I'm kidding. Right. But... <laughs> They're not like an incredibly valuable company. No. By any means. Um I think Switzerland's such a cool place, though. It is. I'd love to live in Switzerland in the future. Yeah. Chocolate, watches, yeah. skiing. Those are the big things. Hide your money. Yeah, that too. There, A lot of uh, big investment banks are based in Switzerland. Yeah. Like UBS, yeah. Credit Suisse. Cost of, I mean, cost of living's high. Quality of living's insane in Switzerland. Mm-hmm. I'd love to be able to live there someday. That'd be cool. Yeah. Iceland is insane, man. Where would, where would you live if you could live anywhere? Let's say you weren't tied to any employment. Your family could come wherever with you. All you had to do was pick a place. South Africa is really nice. Really? Yeah. Iceland is insane. Tumultuous place right now. Iceland is insane. I'm just talking about like, yeah, maybe Iceland, man. Because I remember when we went there, like the the quality of life is pretty good. It's so expensive though because it's an island, right? Like, there's you got to import everything, but it was so beautiful. Everybody had beautiful houses in the city. Um, coffee was really expensive. I don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. If you would have asked me a couple of years ago, I probably would have said somewhere in Northern California. They, that those can be great places to live too. Yeah, not necessarily. Yeah. I mean, it depends how realistic you want to be. Like, are you going to consider cost of living? Are you going to consider? Um, exactly. What country you're in? Exactly. You consider the political climate. Yeah. Taxes. Are we just talking geographics. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of beautiful places to live, though. Mm-hmm. So, cool. Yeah. It'd be nice to have options. Yeah. Leave it in the comments, guys. If you could live one place in the world, and if you've gotten this far, thank so was you it for South listening. Africa or Iceland? You got both. I'm gonna have an apartment in both. Okay. Yeah, that'd be ideal. Okay. Leave it in the comments. Where would you guys live if you could live anywhere in the world? With I don't know we have no criteria just pick something yeah so I would say Zurich Switzerland okay or New Zealand I really like New, New Zealand's Zealand. pretty dope too yeah on that note guys Singapore is pretty cool too a little strict a little hectic they have a very interesting tax structure yeah you get taxed on uh, goods and and uh, products and services mm-hmm. very highly mm-hmm. but you pay I think I want to say zero income tax interesting but if you want to buy a Toyota Camry it's two hundred thousand U S dollars. That being said, their infrastructure and quality yeah. of life is, in, is insanely yeah. good. Yeah. And you don't need it. Yeah. So it's an interesting take on like taxing people proportionally to how luxurious of a life they want to live. Mm-hmm. That's a whole conversation, how you think the, the tax system should be structured and how you think income tax should work. I don't think we have time to get into that this week, but maybe we could 
pencil that in for next something episode. To think about. Something to think about. Let us know where you guys want to live. Yeah. We've got a meeting to go to. We will see you next week. Thanks for watching. See you guys.